Good morning and happy Wednesday to you again. Thank <laughs> you. 
Right. Well, gasoline is wicked expensive in Europe. Right. Yep. Right. Yes, you live in Los Angeles, you can get to Vegas. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Jay Leno will have to. Thinking of Futurama with the floating heads.
smart. It's smart. So, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> ah. So it's, it's another cruddy air quality day. So if you're a sensitive type, um, probably want to stay in. I know. Yes. I mean, on the one hand, I want the Santa Ana's to blow because it'll blow the smoke away. But on the other hand, I don't want the Santa Ana winds to blow because it'll, it'll, you know, anywhere they've got that, the fires tamped down, they're going to pick them back up again. You know, so it's like, you know, you can't win. It's true. It's true. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. So, so give us a news story, Todd. I, I would, but I'm driving, so. <laughs> arr, 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 arr. He just McCain. Yeah. Well, and the McCains and the Bidens have been friends for decades. You know, Megan McCain on The View talked about how, you know, she, that, that they were all friends. I mean, she knew them mm -hmm. because they would be at their, each other's homes and they would, I mean, they were, they were, they served. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not at all surprising that Cindy McCain endorsed who she wanted. Um, she's not running for office. It's not, she's not beholden to a party. Um, she's going to, she put out there who she likes and respects and thinks would be the better candidate. And, you know, okay. You know, the news media is going to make, a, a, you know, a lot about it, a lot, a lot of it. Um, I don't know that Trump voters care. They don't like, they don't, that there's, they don't care. Exactly. Which to me is ridiculous, but, but yes, they were. So I was, who was I listening to? Somebody who was, um, who was talking about being from Queens and, um, oh, it was Dan Bonino. Bon, bon, he, yeah, he does, a, he does a conservative show and he was on um, the Ben Shapiro Sunday special. Uh, and he was saying, you know, Trump style doesn't bother me. I'm from Queens. That's how we talk. And, um, you know, I've heard that uh, at other places and the rest of the country is going, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. 
Yes, but they don't see it. You know, yes, but they don't see it that way. They don't. They don't see. They just. They see it as is just normal conversation. I'm sure it's not that. <laughs> that sounds weird. Yes. Huh. So it's a, they're always a series of seven games, right? Or the best best of seven. 
So. Yeah. Hmm. That's so sad. It was Botswana. Which explains why it was killing them. Wow. Wow. Really sad stuff. So um, they have a, there's more information about the woman who sent uh, the ricin to the president. I have a picture of her in the news. She looks absolutely possessed, like possessed. So um, her name is uh, Pascal Ferrier. Um, she's from Quebec and um, she appeared in a Buffalo, New York courtroom on Tuesday to plead not guilty. She has uh, been accused of sending envelopes containing ricin and is being held without bail. Um, an affidavit filed on Tuesday revealed that in a letter addressed to Trump, 
Farrier allegedly wrote that if the ricin didn't work, she would find a recipe to create another poison or just use her gun, which is allegedly loaded and in her waistband. She's real smart. Attempting, uh, so she was arrested Sunday when she was trying attempting to enter the United States. Uh, she uh, she was using words like hashtag and kill Trump and called him the ugly clown tyrant in social media. And um, uh, she accused him of ruining the USA uh, and leading them to disaster. Uh, the affidavit also says Farrier's fingerprints were found not only on the letter to Trump, but on six similar letters sent to addresses in Texas that also contained ricin. Those letters were sent to people affiliated with facilities where Farrier was jailed last year. Um, she was behind bars for three months in that incident after illegally carrying a weapon and using a fake driver's license. Why doesn't she do all her crazy stuff in Canada? You know? I, I yeah. Exactly. Yes. And 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 needs to be exercised. <laughs> she looks possessed. Uh, yeah, that's a ugh, scary stuff. Cool. I I, I wonder at what point they're going to start uh, selling pre-orders because that's that, that's what they've done in the past. I still don't know that I trust that. I Okay. Okay, not really. I I don't know how that's different from what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly. It be, I see it as more. Um, uh, uh, I see it more as an advanced cruise control, um, where you. It's not only you, the car controlling the speed, but it can control other things too. But you still have to be an engaged driver while you're using it.
No, no. And it would take a lot of convincing for me. Again, I'm not an early adopter. I'm not. I don't. I don't do updates early on my on my phone and on my computer. I don't. You know, I'm just not an early adopter, and so I want to wait and see. Yes. So is the next step um, that that car ownership will become obsolete, that if any car can be can, you know, be driverless, uh, do you will they will there be an app on people's phones that you call up a car and that car will take you to work? And when you get to the end of the day, then you'll call up a car and that one will take you home, but it's not yours to keep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Especially if you are commuting, like commuting to a train. Like, so there's, say you want to get to the, lo- the local Metrolink station or whatever mm-hmm. it is in your area. Uh, you can call the car in the morning and it'll take you over to the Metrolink station. Then you take a train into wherever you're going for here, be Los Angeles and, uh, or Orange County. And then you have a, another train, another car that meets you at that end and you uh, drive, take you right into your office. Oh, no. Yeah, at that time, there wasn't even Uber. You know, and part of that, part of that is that we've not, we don't have a good public transportation infrastructure in Southern California, uh, not like on the East Coast or, you know. I can't understand that. I think it would it would um, impact negatively impact your property values if you had an L train um, right next to your business. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. Then you have this eyesore and a whole lot of noise. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, yes.
Now, Ludacris, I remember. The Plaid, I don't remember. That movie is really funny. <laughs> hey, we, there's some um, uh, sports news here. Um, Chicago Bears legend Gail Sayers, um, known by many for the movie Brian's Song, is dead at 77. Yes, so... Yes, I remember seeing the the movie as a kid, and I, I you know I remember really liking it. I need to watch it again. So, um, uh, Gail Sayers was a running back. Uh, he was a, a Hall of Fame player. They called him the Kansas Comet. Comet, and he played seven seasons with the Bears and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But he was also known by many for that movie, uh, Brian's Song. Um, the Hall of Fame president and CEO David Baker said of Sayers, he was the very essence of a team player. Quiet, unassuming, and always ready to compliment a teammate for a key block. Gail was an extraordinary man who overcame a great deal of adversity during his NFL career and life. So, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to him. So Piccolo was stricken with an aggressive form of testicular cancer um, that, that killed him when he was 26. So just three weeks before Piccolo's death, Sayers spoke at the Pro Football Writers, Pro Football Writers Awards Dinner in New York City, accepting the 1969 George S. Hollis Most Courageous Player Award for overcoming a serious knee injury to lead the league in rushing. Um, so, and he used that platform to pay homage to his dying friend. Uh, he said, compare his courage with the kind I'm supposed to possess. There was no, there was never any doubt that I'd return, knee injury or no. But think of Brian and his fortitude in the months since last November, in and out of the hospital, in and out of hospitals, hoping to play football again, but not too sure at any time what the score was or might be. He has the heart of a giant. He has the mental attitude that makes me proud to have a friend who spells out, oh, it spells out the word, sorry, my thing just refreshed, courage, 24 hours a day, every day of his life. So, yeah. So, Godspeed to the Kansas Comet.
So what? Oops. Yeah, needless to say. Needless to say. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I play I play games on my phone. I like June's journey. Um, uh, no, we use the fire stick. Nice. That is nice to know. I might check that out. Cool. Exactly. And I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.